Previously on the Black and Blue Report. Former Saints fullback Keith Evans is in enough to come by the Greenbrier and check out practice. How do you dominate in this game? You better start up front. So when you get arguably the best center in the game, and yeah, you lose arguably one of the best tight ends in the game, I still think at the end of the day, the team got better. Well, Brandon Cooks just walked off the practice field. He joins us now. Now that I notice, I know the playbook pretty well. I'm out there, I'm not thinking as much, and I'm able to play fast and actually focus on my game instead of just, hey, am I doing the right thing? Now I know I am. Now, from Studio B or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? New week begins here on the Black and Blue Report podcast with John DeShazer. I'm Sean Kelly as we continue from the Greenbrier and Saints Camp 2015 presented by Verizon. We had a pretty good weekend. I hope that you all did as well, and we're happy to be back with you here on this Monday. We have a very busy day ahead of us today on the Black and Blue Report. Plenty to break down from a practice already today and uh, a big announcement too here at Saints Camp as Morton Anderson was introduced as the newest inductee to the Saints ring of honor that was a pretty cool moment after practice as sean payton uh introduced uh morton anderson and made the big announcement um a suitable i think addition here in year two of the ring of honor john what do you think yeah he's the uh fourth edition and the saints have a pretty good mount rushmore uh, really uh two hall of famers in willie rofe and ricky jackson an all-time saint and archie manning and certainly morton anderson should be in the nfl hall of fame uh, as Coach Payton mentioned, uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame pretty soon, sooner than later, because you know how many guys lead the NFL in scoring uh, in history yeah. <laughs> and uh, also lead two franchises in scoring. So he's uh, extremely deserving of being on the wall of, uh, of the wall of honor. Yep, we're going to visit with Gordon Anderson one-on-one here today on Black and Blue Report, get his thoughts about it. I, uh, it's always an engaging visit with him, and, and today's was certainly extra special. Uh, Max Unger also on the show today, and uh, he's a dynamite guy that we visited with over the weekend, a weekend, John, that was very full for the Saints. There really was no weekend. It was just a continuation of camp, and we saw the steps being taken as we approach tomorrow's off day. Yeah, just because we weren't on air does not mean uh, we weren't working as well as the team. Uh, f- certainly uh, Sunday, today being Monday, uh, was a lot chippier with the padding, uh, more so than Saturday. Saturday they kind of eased into it. Uh, Sunday they really got after it. But today I thought dialed back a little bit in terms of taking guys to the ground and those kinds of things. So they wanted to get in some quality work, make sure that they didn't get anyone injured going into the off day. How was today in your eyes? Uh, today was a pretty good day. I thought uh, I thought the receivers had a really good day. Actually, uh, we saw some drops early, but we also saw some outstanding catches. Uh, in fact, uh, I would say Brandon Coleman probably made the catch of of training camp. I picked one off someone's helmet. I couldn't remember exactly who the defender was, but in traffic, closely guarded, picks it off the top of his helmet uh, as he's reaching back. A uh, beautiful catch. And so I thought I thought we saw some good work out of the receivers, uh, some very good individual work out of the running backs. Now it's not quite fair to have those guys one on one against the line backers when there's no pass rush and those kinds of things but you can see some of the moves from a cj spiller or from a marcus murphy or from a Kyrie robinson and even a, a mark ingram who says he wants to be a little bit more integrated into the passing game you can see why these guys should be threats out of the backfield i get the impression from co- uh, coach payton that he's cautiously optimistic about how this first phase of camp has gone and we're leading into the off day tomorrow but while he's quick to say it's early and there's still a long long way to go I, I do get the impression, John, that he's okay with how things have started. Well, he likes the tempo. He loves the tempo, one. Number two, he loves the fact that they're here in West Virginia. Not so much West Virginia, but I guess anywhere where you'd have this kind of cool weather because you can simply get better work done. You can get more quality work done. 
it's a lot harder being in Louisiana, and I know how it is, man. And being in Jackson after practice, you know, half the team is on the table getting an IV, and then they can't bounce back for the afternoon practice, and they're just kind of rounding back in for the morning practice, and they have to start the process all over again. It's extremely difficult to keep those guys hydrated, you know, efficiently enough. But to be able to get in the work you want to do up here, in fact, most of these practices have ended early here in West Virginia because they've been able to get in the quality work. So I think he likes the pace, and he likes the intensity. He likes the competition and the way these guys are getting after one another. Have you yourself started to answer any of the question marks that we posed at the first uh, day of camp on Black and Blue Report, or do you need more time? Well, I think we need more time, especially when we're talking about the rookies. Um, now, now, Stephon Anthony, folks, is everything he has been advertised to be. And uh, he's going to start, as Coach Payton likes to say, I believe sooner than later. Uh, he's a guy who is really well adapted to play in the mic or the will. He's calling the signals. Uh, he seems to just know what to do and where to be and how to run a defense. And that's what he did at Clemson. So that's no surprise there. Andrews Pete, the offensive tackle, the first, the, the first pick for the Saints in the first round, is kind of rounding into shape, as is how Kakaha who had a better day today than he's had in previous days. But a lot of times Kakaha in his one-on-one pass rush drills is going against Teron Armstead, and that almost ain't fair because Teron Armstead is a standout and Kakaha is a rookie, and so Armstead can make a lot of people look not so good over there on that left side. So I think we're seeing some guys round in the shape. The receiver battle is kind of, you know, kind of taking shape. You know, I got to give you credit. You know, Brandon Coleman, your guy, even though he dropped a couple this morning, I got to put that in. But you know what? He makes more spectacular plays certainly than he does drops. Uh, He looks like he's kind of shifting into that mode where he might take over the number three receiver spot, a number four receiver. He seems to be nudging ahead of the rest of the pack. And uh, we keep seeing this kid, you know, Willie Sneed, who has jumped up out of nowhere, but he makes play after play after play. And sometimes those guys who do that, you can't keep him off a roster or you can't keep him out of an organization or off the practice squad or something. So he might be one of those guys who hangs around. Kyle Prater at receiver is is a humongous target, and I think he's a guy who I think that, well, obviously they like him because they have him here, but I think they like him a whole lot. So And another guy uh, on the uh, defensive line, Bobby Richardson, who turns heads every day. I'm anxious to see him in game situations, but every day in practice, he's turning heads. So a lot of these guys are kind of jumping off the page a little bit. That's John DeShazer, Morton Anderson in just a moment, and Max Unger, too. We've got a great black and blue report here from the Greenbrier, and we'll have it continue for you in just a moment. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit in a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to firm up for summer or last longer in the gym, make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. If you're looking to purify your diet, hurry in and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. 
Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Welcome back. Pretty big day here at Saints camp as we learn of the newest inductee of the Saints Ring of Honor, and uh, and here he is. I know he's been with us before, but this is a special visit for for you and, and for me too, obviously, and that's the great Dane is with us, Morton Anderson. Congratulations, Morton. Yeah, this is uh, it was a special day, uh, obviously, for me and, and my son. I have Sebastian here as well, and um, when I learned about it, I was, I was just really moved and humbled and uh, grateful for, for the selection, obviously. It's, it's rarefied air to be included with Archie Manning, Ricky Jackson, and Willie Rofe. And so I, I just feel so lucky to, to have been part of a, just a great franchise for 13 years in my, you know, what were my formative years where I, as a young man, kind of learned to be a professional under, started with Bum Phillips through Jim Mora and, uh, and, and uh, all the way through, you know, 25 years. So it, it, it's, the sun's shining on, uh, in, for many reasons today. You're already a Saints Hall of Famer. How was this phone call different than the than the one that you found out that you were going into the Saints Hall of Fame? This Ring of Honor phone call. I, I was I was in southern France when the call came from Sean Payton. Uh, I was actually on vacation with family, uh, visiting my my mom and dad. In, in, in we have a little place over there, and so the phone connection was terrible. So really, we, there was no internet <laughs> in our house. There was no phone. We didn't have any phones and no TV, no nothing, and so. Um, really, it was a text that came from Sean, try, and several texts actually. Try to try to get back to me. I have something important to tell you. So, of course, uh, when the, when I finally got the text a couple of days later, I called him right back, and uh, he let me know. So it, it was uh, I, I was obviously very surprised, number one, and then it kind of just after having thought about it a little bit, it just hit home that you know you, you're going to be able to walk in. Your kids and grandkids are going to be able to walk into that Superdome and look up and see. See dad, granddad, great granddad, whatever. Uh, when I'm long gone, that you know that that number will still be up there, name and and um, you know with those three guys, it's pre- it's pretty special. It's being immortalized, and uh, it's a very humbling feeling. Yeah, Morton. You know, we've talked several times, and I've asked you before about your thoughts on holding various NFL records or your place in history, especially with your position and everything else. But I I'm getting the impression, even just in the first two minutes of this visit we're having here, that this one seems to mean more than maybe all the others. You know, I think it reminds me just of all the great relationships I had with the Saints and all the many guys that helped me along the way, not only players who helped me, you know, holding the ball, snapping, protecting, but also the special teams coaches, the head coaches who trusted me to prepare the way I wanted because I was a little bit kind of a unique uh maybe a little bit ahead of my time. I worked with Mackie Shillstone, and we, we did a lot of things that were kind of cutting edge and things that weren't really the norm in the NFL at the time. So for those guys, for those coaches to just allow me the freedom to prepare the way I felt was the best for, for me and the team, was those are the type of things I remember and, and just all the great just all the great stories. <laughs> I mean, some I can't mention, but just the, the characters and Kenny Stabler, who's just passed, and having his shoulder pads my whole career and having him, you know, Chief, have Dan Simmons refurbish those shoulder pads for years and years. And there were maybe better products out there, but, I, man, I wanted the snake shoulder pads throughout my career. You know what I mean? So it was just 
all these things come flooding back to me. John Tice being my roommate all those years, and, and Brian Hansen, and I can go you know on and on and on through 13 years, and, and Bum Phillips and his great stories, and being a like a father figure, like a father figure. You know, it was just has just been um, it's just been a great ride, and it, it went so fast. You know, I, it's it's interesting because you mentioned the kind of the innovations that you started to make and working with Mackie Shilston. I think a lot of times lost in all this is yeah. how much of a great athlete you were aside from kicking a football. I mean, think back. You transfer into the United States, right? And then you started picking up things, but you already had, a, what, a soccer background, didn't you? Well, I played soccer uh, at a pretty high level in Denmark in team handball, and I was a gymnast. And I think really the gymnastics more than anything helped me uh, – become a powerful kicker because of my core strength and flexibility and all those things I got in gymnastics. I was a, a vaulter and a, uh, did the floor exercise. So. And then I played soccer and so maybe some skills there, but I guess I never really considered myself a great athlete. I just think I was very, very lucky to be surrounded by great people who made it very easy to, to be able to, to put you in the right environment and got you ready for Sunday afternoon when the lights came on and were bright for three hours. And that's what I lived for. I lived for those three hours with those guys going, going to battle. And we won a bunch of games. I mean, we forget how good we were, actually, in, in the late 80s there. And uh, the great, greatest linebacking core, the Dome Patrol, mm-hmm. with Pat Swilling, Vaughn Johnson, uh, Ricky Jackson, and Sam Mills. Those were, the, in my opinion, the four greatest linebackers in the history of the NFL. And I don't think they have gotten their dues, but... You just you you're just reminded of these great players that you played with, iconic players that you played with, and um, and, and you know now standing here in at the Greenbrier and watching the Saints of 2015, you say, well, this team is standing on the shoulders of all those guys, and I feel I'm part of that legacy, and that that's a very humbling feeling. Pretty cool to have you do this at training camp. This has got to be your first experience with this, right? What a place to have a training yeah. camp. This is beautiful. I, I was up here three years ago with my son, and we, we were on our way to Maine, and we stopped here and spent a couple of nights and played, played golf. I said, what a, what a perfect just environment. And um, if, you can't, if you can't prepare to be successful here, there's no other place. I mean, this is outstanding. And uh, Sean Payton has done a fantastic job. I'm, I'm grateful to, to the Benson family, quite honestly, for, for having the courage and the understanding of, of – what it means to build a legacy and the, un- the appreciation for the history of not only of the game of football but of the Saints. And so it's a unique group of guys. I mean, they're going to be in that ring of honor, and I'm, I can't believe I'm one of them. Lord Anderson with us here on the Black and Blue Report. You know, this camp features two young kickers battling for the job. Um, I know yeah. that you just got into town with Chief uh, yesterday, but um, – Perhaps any thoughts on on what you'll see or what you what you might pass along to Dustin Hopkins and Shane uh, Shane Hocker? Well, they have uh, they have a great mentor here in John Carney, and John was in his own right one of the greatest kickers in the history of the game. So, having having him as a tutor, as a mentor here, can only help. And it, it's going to boil down to who has the hot leg in in training camp and in preseason games. That's where it's going to come down when the lights come on. You know, this is uh, that's what the NFL is, and uh, so they're both. Very, very talented young guys with a lot of upside. And uh, the Saints are lucky. They're going to have a great kicker regardless of who it is. Morton, I think you hit just shy of 80% of your all your field goals of your career. Heck, I think you were 98% on your extra points. Now the NFL is going to move that extra point back a little bit. Would you still be 98%, you think? Well, it's a 33-yard <laughs> field goal. Right. I and I, so I would have to look at that that number, what, what I'm there. I'm probably not... I'm probably 90 plus there, I would say. So, so I don't know what. Uh, 
I don't know what the number would be, but thank God I don't have to find out. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I think it puts a premium, though, on kicking again, doesn't it? Yeah, and it also puts a premium on on decision-making and strategy because uh, do you go for two or do you kick? Mm -hmm. If weather becomes an issue, it's still a 33-yarder could turn into a 45-yarder with some wind, you know, a 40-yarder anyway. So do you kick the extra point or you go for two? So there's going to be some strategy involved too. Enjoy practice. Enjoy this day. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate it. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and host your birthday party, corporate event, or a holiday party in a Pelicans luxury suite. No matter who you're entertaining, let the Pelicans take the hassle out of finding a venue and planning world-class entertainment. Luxury suites are available now for the games throughout the Pelican season, giving you great seats to see the biggest stars in the NBA. For more information and to book your luxury suite night, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit and a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. Bring us your purpose and we'll blend it. Looking to purify your diet? Hurry in now and try our new nutty super grain vegan smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior protein, super grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King, proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans. Smoothies with a purpose. It's a fact. The summer heat is here, and that can mean big electricity bills. So let's get moving. Raise your thermostat a few degrees and let your fans do the rest. Caulk around windows to keep the cool air in, and on the sunny side of the house, close those blinds. Simple things can cut your electricity bills way, way down. So don't wait. Find more ideas to lower your bill at EntergySavings.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Well, Max, I think the first time I talked to you, we were a long way away from each other, but here finally now, it's good to see you in black and gold, and I think you're off to a pretty good start. What's your take? Yeah, this is uh, it's pretty cool. We're getting training camp rolling, uh, you know, getting comfortable in the offense, and uh, it's kind of coming together right now here at uh, day three of uh, training camp. Coach says it seems you've picked things up pretty quickly here. Do you feel the same way? Uh, so-so. I mean, there's uh, there's quite a bit of stuff that I kind of need to pick up on, but uh, the basics, you know, I'm, uh, they're not asking me to do anything that I've never done before, and so it's uh, pretty easy to kind of translate the language and uh, and kind of go from there. So, If I may compare it to a new marriage, uh, <laughs> center and quarterback, how's the new marriage going? Oh, uh, yeah, Drew's awesome. Uh, you know, you listen to him, and he's uh, he's out there commanding, and you just kind of got to pay attention to him, and uh, he'll point you in the right direction, but uh, he's awesome. I mean, uh, you know the, the caliber of player he is, and, and it's it's awesome to play for a guy like that. How's he like it in the longer snap? Have you figured that out? Oh, what's that? How does he like it in the longer snap? Have you figured that out right oh. where he wants it? Oh yeah, we uh, we got that got that ironed out uh, back in OTAs. So hopefully it's smooth sailing from here. That was big, wasn't it? The, I mean, the time that you all had during the spring, mm-hmm. just be just before you get to camp. Yeah, you know, I mean, all that uh, the offseason program is pretty crucial for us, and just kind of uh, installing what we do and, and and kind of getting comfortable, especially you know somebody new to the team uh, and uh, kind of getting in here. Getting a little bit of the playbook knocked out, and then uh, you kind of pick up where you left off uh, when you come to training camp. There's that second nature that you guys all seem to develop about knowing what the guy to your right and the guy to your left is going to do. Mm-hmm. How long does that take for somebody being inserted in a new system? And, and perhaps is there one of those guys that's maybe helping you along the way there? Oh, yeah, I'm getting a lot of help from, uh, you know, John and, and Tim, um, you know, the guys playing my left and right. And it's, uh, it's been awesome. I mean, uh, you know, if, if, if I have a question, they answer it, and we kind of kind of figuring out a little bit but uh it, it takes a little bit of time i think by uh you know by the time we start getting on the field and playing uh playing some real ball we'll be there 
Max, uh, this weekend marks the first time that you all have been pads together. What was that like? What was your takeaway on that? Uh, this is always kind of an interesting day. I mean, uh, we haven't been in pads, you know, uh, for quite some time. And uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a funny day. You know, you kind of kind of knock the rust off a little bit. But uh, all in all, it was a good day. I think we worked hard once we kind of got over the initial, uh, you know, realization that we're uh, throwing the pads back on. We uh, got to work, and it was uh, we did good work. So kind of a humble guy, so I'll go ahead and say it. You were pretty damn good down there in the pass rush drills today. Um, what is it that you've learned now as a vet about handling the styles that you, the different styles of defensive linemen, especially yeah. in the interior, that you kind of have the counter to what they want to do? Yeah, you know, uh, one of my one of my good friends always kind of compared it to a baseball pitcher. You know, you uh, it's I know strange, right? You know, you can't go into a game throwing fastballs. Uh, you know for uh, nine innings and so it's there's change-ups to it I mean uh, it's pretty calculated uh pretty technical and you know you, you have a pretty detailed scouting report of uh you know a guy when you go into a week um and your opponent and you really kind of base your game plan off that and uh, and work to your strengths too you know I was watching the rookies and this was kind of a little bit of a baptism for them today so for you if you think back to your oh. younger days you know think about it yeah. for a second this all of a sudden this isn't the Pac-12 that they're doing down there oh. But at the same time, you know, you just talked about the, the pitching analogy and, and that knowledge base. Can you remember when it kind of clicked for you or when you started to kind of get a hold of that? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I remember my rookie year was rough. Uh, you know, it, was, it, it, is, it is a shocker. You know, just in, it's, it's tough to realize that there's a level of football this high that's being played, you know, coming from college. You kind of think, you know, it's a pretty small world. But uh, you get up here and you realize that uh, there's a lot of work you got to do. And uh, it, it clicked for me, you know, maybe at the end of my rookie year. You know, I got to play center a little bit. I was playing guard and kind of got, got a little comfortable and realized that there's a lot, a lot of studying you got to do to kind of be successful. In what ways is this culture here or this this group, the character of this group, different from the one that you came from in Seattle? Yeah, you know, uh, the football locker room is actually kind of cool. They're all they're all pretty similar, um, you know, as, as far as the position groups and, and, and how we all kind of get along. But a uh, veteran group, I mean, these guys have won a lot of games, uh, a lot of success, you know, doing things a, a particular way. And I'm kind of learning their way and uh, learning what they do well and uh, how they do it. So, What an offseason. You had to learn a new culture in a new city and find a place to live and get your family ready and everything else. And now a new uh, situation by training here so far away from New Orleans. Have you been able to catch your breath at all? You know, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, in, in normal circumstances, this would, you know, throw some people for a loop. But uh, in the National Football League, this is pretty normal, you know. Transactions happen. You get moved around. I mean, you got to take your family with you, and it's uh, it's part of the deal. And, and you really just make the best of it. You know, I never thought I'd be at the, you know, the Greenbrier in West Virginia playing football. But uh, here I am, and it's, 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 it's awesome. You know, honestly, I mean, it's a part of the country I never would have been in before. And, and you never know, you know, how you're going to make the opportunity of it. So. What a pleasure for me to visit with you today. Thanks very much. Right on, guys. Take it easy. Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-AUCHNER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. 
Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. Sean Kelly, John DeShazer back with you on the Black and Blue Report. About to wrap things up for this Monday and get ourselves toward the off day for the football team tomorrow. John, I did notice after practice today you had a chance to talk to Marcus Colston for the first time here in training camp. He also spent some time with the media. Anything of note there that we should pass along on this Monday? I think the most significant thing is Marcus said he was not out due to injury or anything like that. They're just maintaining and just kind of managing his reps. You know, he's got a lot of miles on those legs. I mean, a lot of people don't recognize them. When they were back in Jackson and and those practices, uh, Coach uh, CJ, uh, Curtis Johnson, who is now at Tulane, ran those guys hard. He rode them hard. And, uh, and they went hard at it for a few years, and Marcus is just a guy who probably needs to, you know, in the NBA we say manages minutes. Mm-hmm. They're kind of managing his snaps, managing his minutes. He's a guy who doesn't need to be in top shape or game shape right now. You want him ready for the regular season. That's what they're peaking toward. And most of the time, you know, when you talk to Marcus, it's really more about, you know, off the field and those kinds of things. And, and so, you know, just getting a chance to speak to him a lot, you know, it, it's always a good deal. Yep, no doubt. All right. Uh... The off day is is almost here. A walk through this afternoon for the football team, but really they get a chance to catch their breath. It comes at a great time, I think, John, for this football team. It's kind of mandated, as Coach Payton said, that you know I think it's every seventh day that that'll happen on the schedule. But um, I think in this case, with the way this camp has progressed, a break is uh, a welcome sight for most of these guys in the facility to our left. Well, they'll get a chance to get their legs back under them. That's three straight days with pads get a day off they'll probably be pretty light in the next two days because they're going to have the black and gold scrimmage on friday and that's probably going to be full go full contact so you know that's going to be a lot more intensity in that one so you want to dial back you want to manage some of those bumps and bruises get guys treatment who need treatment because you want to get them on the field this is where you get the true evaluation of these guys you can do all you want to in otas and mini camps but you need to get the pads on them and get them out here and see how they react under a lot more stress and pressure We've got a lot of great guests lined up for you this week, including Stefan Anthony, who uh, John referenced earlier. We're going to hear from two of the newest assistant coaches on the Saints coaching staff this week as well, and a whole lot more. So make sure that you're checking in each day with us as we continue our coverage here from the Greenbrier in West Virginia. More today uh, on NewOrleansSaints.com, including the uh, New Orleans Saints afternoon wrap presented by Acting Oyster House. John's got a lot of st- great stuff going uh, as well, and I'll point your attention to tomorrow, not only on the Black and Blue Report, but also John's doing a big story on Tim Hightower that is yours tomorrow um, on NewOrleansSaints.com. Hope you all have a great rest of your Monday, and thanks again as always for being a part of our day as well. We'll see you next time here on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.